Motown Rundown. We are here on a Monday. It is October 4th, the evening of October 4th. Uh, another Motown Monday coming off the heels of the Lions game on Sunday. What a, what a, just a treat that was to watch with this football team. My Lord. Um, guys, it's good to see you um, on the slate today. I know I feel like every single week for the past month, I've been saying, yeah, you're going to get wings next week. But guess what? We're going to push it off another week. You're going to get wings next week. Ahead of Rabs. the uh, official season opener on next Friday, the 15th, I believe, or the 14th. It could be Thursday, the 14th. Not sure, but it's what's coming. it called? Like, other than like Cider and Raymond playing in preseason, do we have that much to talk about? Well, I mean, we can talk about, I, I mean, Rabs, the talk about Red Wings like in a phone booth by yourself. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, I, like, I know you want to. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying, though? I, no, I, 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 I understand. Tournament. I understand, but that's the, that's the thing is, you know, now we're at a point where we can talk about Lucas Raymond and we can talk about Mo Sider as being legitimate pieces that can make this roster and contribute. We can talk about Alex Nadelkovich. We can talk about the little bit of tweaks and, and, and whatnot here and there to the roster. And we can talk about Jacob Verana now being out until February, which sucks. That, that hurts suck. your team. Potentially, I mean, if there's one storyline headed into the season – Outside of because I know Jeff Black and now now it just sounds like we're talking about the Red Wings, but whatever, we'll get it in. Um, but now we've now we're at a point where Jeff Blashill has made the comment of like Lucas Raymond has to be outstanding in preseason to make the roster out of camp. So we'll we'll see where everything's at. But I, I keep promising Red Wings talk and I we have now definitively come to the conclusion that because the season opener is actually next Thursday or Friday, we will talk about it next week. I don't even know when the Pistons start. Um, but we will get to some Pistons talk well, October call? 20th against the Bulls at home. Wow. Really? Yeah. I did get ticket. We should get tickets to that. Dude. I, I want to go to like five or six games this year. Wow. When you <laughs> that, that was, really the, went out on a limb there. Yeah, I'd love <laughs> to see a couple games. Like, I want to go to 40 games. You're like, I'm going to yeah. go to every game this year. And then you just said four or five. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I know it's, it's still, hard for you, Trent. I know. It's still an hour drive for me, but I would like to go oh, to a few. Yeah, I That's would true. like to go to a few. No, what was I going to say, though? I mean, Pistons, nothing. But one thing I wanted to say about the Red Wings, because we kind of just touched on it. So, could Bertuzzi now play in Canada this year? Correct. Okay. That is, that is also, like, I guess, big, big-er news is the fact that he is – I believe the the verbiage that uh, Steve Eiserman used was that Bertuzzi has refused the vaccine. Which, if there's one guy, <laughs> if, if there's if there's one guy on this planet that doesn't care to get into that kind of stuff, it's me. Oh um, no, we don't need to talk about it. But, but yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm laughing at the fact that it's like the verbiage he refused. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you are correct. By it, you are just correct. As it stands. As it sits, as it sits right now, um, he will not be allowed to travel with the team to Canada, which I think I could be completely off my rocker, but I believe it's nine games this year. But again, we'll oh, that's not that wing stuff. But it was way more. Yeah, I, I again, I could be, I could be so far What's wrong on that, but I believe I it's thought nine there was games. someone else on the wings too who didn't, but I could be wrong. Not to my knowledge. Dude, but, let's just yeah. let's just be glad it's not a Kyrie Irving situation where it's like he won't be able to play home games because he's not. Yeah, what is going to happen? Yeah. I hate Kyrie Irving. I, you see Wiggins uh, vaccinated after all that stuff. Peer yeah. pressure. I, it's well, just, that's the thing, dude. I to tell you, like, hey, missing like uh, thirty game checks. Like, I, I'll get, I, I, like, 
I was telling uh, what's it called? My buddies when like this, we were talking about this. This is not to be political or anything, but if I was making thirty million dollars, you could literally put poison in my body if they made me. <laughs> like I don't even care. I yeah. whatever. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's on. it's not a political thing. It's just like dude. No, I'm just, I'm a poor all, man. All I the want money. Yeah. <laughs> I just whatever. think the, the the Kyrie thing is so look at me, but whatever, whatever. We'll 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 move on. We, well, we'll NBA guys sound like idiots when they talk about it. But I know. Yeah, that's why that's 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 what I'm alluding to. But yes, Rabs, do you want to do we want to dive right in? Well, hey, I, let's 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 take a step back. Let's let's regroup. I want to talk about everyone's weekend. I know we kind of jumped into the what's a typical told? Motown rundown after I go. We're not talking about the Red Wings. You get five minutes of Wings talk. But I, how how was your week? I mean, you guys. Here's the thing. You guys were both in East Lansing for homecoming, which was great. I'd talk about the worst FOMO. I had a complete Ryan Collins syndrome as I was sitting at work on Friday night working the uh, – well, Friday night I was working the Blake Shelton concert at LCA, Man Rocket. Um, and then Saturday I was working the Slipknot concert, and I was watching the game on my phone as I was trying to work. But Did you work the Slipknot concert? I did, the Knotfest Roadshow. I, that, did that they, did you get a mask? Did you come prepared? No, I did not. I did not. But that was part of the pre-event meeting was like, hey, guys, masks are going to be allowed in tonight and not like the KN95, you know, like COVID mask, but actual mask like it's Halloween type mask. I'm pretty sure you've watched Detroiters, right? No, I've watched. I think you should leave, but I have not seen Detroiters. There's like a whole like Slipknot thing with Tim Robinson and his brother in the show. It's really, really funny, but whatever. By the way. I felt come. I I went to East Lansing on a whim, basically on Saturday. Like, yeah, how did that come about? Thing, but yeah, it was great to be back. No, that's, you know, that's it. You were you were so you were so dejected that you didn't get a chance to be up there. Well, for the I didn't go to the, the game. Yet. It wasn't like oh. I I also had to work on Saturday, and I left right after work. I got there. It wasn't like I got there Friday night. I have to get my bearings down. It was like a day trip, basically. And then, like, the, the waking up the next day was, like, one of the worst wake-ups of my entire life. I had the worst sa- Sunday scaries maybe of all oh, time. Oh, yeah, dude. Welcome to adulthood. The Sunday scary. The, the worst is, like, today I actually had the Sunday scaries bleed over into my Monday a little bit, which was not great. I spent yesterday – the entire day yesterday I was sitting on the couch. I was eating – I had a, a pizza and wings galore with some of my – it was a great time. Two TV set up, but I, it just carried over into the, to today, and it was it was bad. But I'm glad you got to make your return to East Lansing. Trent, how was your weekend? How are the, how are the seats, Trent? I met Trent. Trent, I met uh, I met like a half hour outside of East Lansing, a half hour outside of Novi where I am. We met in Howell, the Tanger Outlets, no free ads. And I dropped in my tickets so the, the Bally family could could enjoy the game. And I'm glad you got you sent a picture over. That was nice. I appreciate that. I always like the picture. But how was the game? Yes, was thank, you, thank you, Rabs. Bally family, would, Bally family would like to publicly thank Ryan Rabinowitz for the seats. It was great. Um, the woodshed was awesome. Uh, yeah, my family came up. It was a lot of fun. We taught my parents how to play beer die. Oh, boy. Um, my dad was better at it than my mom, but my mom enjoyed it more. I, actually, I don't know who enjoyed it more. But they both had fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, that that is all. I am fighting for my life today, though. I feel like absolute shit. Um, oh no! Not not nothing. You know, not, nothing crazy. Just pounding headache. A two day hangover. Very. I I, I kind of had that too. Just no. I no sense of taste or smell. Just the usual. <laughs> 
just absolutely pounding headache. I've been taking lots of Tylenol around the clock, but hey, who cares about that? I'm here. We're fine. Yeah, you're right. Uh, what's it called? Good work. So Trent, I in Revs, yep. including both of you into this. Yep. So I wrote to East Lansing because I what's it called? Shout out to a friend of the pod, Will. He's moving Will. to North. He's moving to North Carolina for a job. And I wasn't going to be able to see him for a while, so I decided to go to East Lansing so I could see him this weekend. Oh, that's nice of you. No, no, no. Yeah, I know. Pat on the back. No, it's great fun. Nice. There's no way he's listening to this podcast anyway. But, oh, um, what a douche. Well, I'm <laughs> yeah, out on yeah, yeah. I'm sitting with <laughs> no, start up, sit Will sit. sit. I Whatever. Get to my buddies. Get to another friend of the pod, Rob's. And then we go. What's it called? Because Rob's like friends with like a couple of the impact people. And, like, uh, he's like, hey, they're all there. Do you want to go stop by? I literally walk. I see Hank on my way there. Hank is on. First of all, Hank got his hair cut. This is such inside baseball. Looks fantastic. And, and then this is just for Rabs and Trent because the Green and White Report is on Sunday mornings at 10 and 11 o'clock. Yep. And I, I, I was like, you know what? I'm not leaving tomorrow until later. I you know what? I'll come in for Green and White Report. Wow. And, and Hank, Hank started laughing at me. He started laughing at me. He, just, no, he goes, you got to wake up, dude. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm probably not coming. <laughs> yeah, Hank. Hank just knew. Hank. Hank is just the all-knowing producer. He dealt with. He, he all literally of us knew year. immediately. Yeah. If you were enough to wake up like, for that when you're actually obligated to be on the show, let alone just coming in as as a fan. There was a couple. I mean, I'm not going to incriminate myself, but there was a couple weeks last year where it was like bad. Like <laughs> me and Trent, <laughs> me and Trent were like looking at each other like this is. We can't do this. This is embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, we need to pull us off the air right now. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. Good times. Good times. Yeah. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, let's get to the business, guys. Um, two things on the slate. We'll do Tigers. We'll do Lions as we do every single week. Um, but as promised, shout out to us following through on a promise. Uh, we will wrap up the Detroit Tigers 2000. What is it? 2020, 2021 campaign. Uh Team finished third in the AL Central, 77 wins, 85 losses, um, 15 games behind first place in the AL Central. Tip your cap to the Chicago White Sox. Great year for them. Um, But in a year that I believe, you know, we were talking about the win total for this team at the beginning of the year, about 67 and a half, 68, somewhere around there. Um, You know, as far as baseball is concerned, you know, being being 10 games over that mark or so, give or take, is – is, is somewhat blowing expectations out of the water. Um, and they actually finished the season on a high note, uh, winning the game against the Chicago White Sox 5-2 to two, uh, after dropping two previous games of them to start off October. Um, so for me, I mean, I guess there's there's a lot of different ways to attack this, but but very surface level being is I, I appreciate the effort that was given, and I would say that I am probably sitting here eating crow a bit on the way that I spoke about AJ Hinch at the beginning of the season because you know my, I was so hung up on the like the cheating thing, and you know like of all of all managers to bring in, you got to bring in a guy with a relatively checkered past, and and you know what I mean. There were there were very few games this year where I watched the Tigers and I was like, this team just looks dead. They look disinterested. Um, I think that the team played very competitive baseball throughout the entirety of the year. Collins, you say it all the time that besides some 
you know, a little bit of a slide in April and May as the year started rolling. I, there's really very few times in my head where I can think back to games where I was like, this team is just absolutely inept. For me, a lot of it was, um, you know, there were injuries here and there. I know they're still kind of trying to find their identity as far as who's going to play every single day, which we'll get into um, later in this topic. Um, but for the most part, I thought that you saw enough out of Casey Mize and Tarek Skubal, and I would even tip the cap to Matt Manning to at least be somewhat confident going into next season as far as what your young pitching core uh, can bring you. Um, you know, Matthew Boyd obviously had his season cut short with injury. Spencer Turnbull, same type of deal. Um, there were injuries, you know, here and there. I miss Red that. Bull. I miss Red Bull. Yeah, it's a good nickname. Credit. I'll give you credit for that nickname. I never heard that. That's not my. I didn't give him that nickname. Oh well, never mind. I rescind my compliment. But you, you even think back to the beginning of this year, right? And I feel like people forget. You know, Wilson Ramos was on this team. No more Mazzara was on this team. Oh my Um, god! It's it's like dude, Maz. Yeah, my eyes out. Maz, like Collins, like has had beers with him at the bar. Maz. But I mean, that's, you know, that was a part of your story this year. And, and once you kind of trimmed the fat with that and you allowed some of your younger players, especially in the outfield, you know, like your like your Victor Reyes, um, Daz Cameron sees time there at the end. Um, you know, you, you at least allow yourself to see some of the guys that we've been calling for all of last year, really. Right. Of you know, and I've made the comment so many times about these stopgap players. Well, I, I would say that for the most part, AJ Hinch did a did a decent enough job of giving everyone a look. Um, and again, I, I'll get we'll get into what the roster will look like next year. But um, just to, you know, to, to kind of bring to a stop of, of my rambling about this team, you, you saw some exciting stuff, some exciting games. You know, there were plenty of comebacks. Uh, there were plenty of late inning heroics. You get to see Miggy get to 500 home runs. And I don't want to say resurrect his career, but you got more out of Miggy than anyone really expected to the point where, I think everyone's on the same page now in the city of Detroit of like, Hey, Miggy is Miggy and whatever you can get out of him is great. And this is our guy. And you know, he's going to be here till the wheels fall off. So um, I do tip my cap to AJ Hinch and this Tigers team for giving the city a team to root for and, and at least find some shred of hope in going forward as now we move into probably the most pivotal off season of this rebuild. And I know that the term rebuild has probably subsided a bit with this organization. Um, but I, I would still probably call it, you know, you're coming off the tail end of that rebuild. So, um, that's, that's all I have for, I guess, initial thoughts. Um, good season guys appreciate you keeping it interesting. Um, we learned a lot about a lot of different players. Um, and I, you know, I think the confidence moving forward is there for me. It's going to be a matter of can this team put the right pieces together at the right time uh, to maximize what they have on the roster. So those are my opening remarks. Side note, how is this Monday night football game delayed? There's yeah, there's, there's lightning right now. Isn't it in a stadium? No, it's well, I think, well, actually, I don't know. Aren't they? Uh, Yeah. Is it so by indoors? Yes. Okay, yes, then I don't understand. What is going on? I'm, I'm, I don't have the volume on, Trent. I was I just wondering either. if you knew. I, unbelievable. No, no inside info. Unbelievable. But switching gears back to the Tigers, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I just – I just, I am shocked what's occurring. I'm like, why aren't they playing yet? Um, I It, it was – I'm going to be honest. I think we were more spot on preseason – 
and more people about this team, how competitive they were going to be. I think we had a lot of Ron Tates along the way go to me as I like Jacoby Jones more than Akil Badu preseason. I was wrong. Hand up. Hand up. I'm sorry, Utes. My buddy Utes, who literally won't let me forget that I said this on a podcast like eight times, like before the season, before I saw anything out of Badu. But, hey, hand up. Jacoby Jones, not a part of your future. I'm an idiot. Whatever. Akil Badu, awesome. But, I mean – Throughout the season, I I didn't really – did you expect to see Matt Manning this year? Like, eventually? Like, there was a but lot I, of I, – You know what, Collins? I would have fucking hoped so because this guy has been in the organization for a decade. So, yeah. Oh, I know, I, yes. I know, I know. Yes, I'm yes. saying, like, this year you, like – I think it was the first year in the rebuild where you really got to, like, see – it's not just progress, but you got to see, like, what type of players – the younger guys were like, you've seen Jamer. I think Jamer over the past couple of years has shown you what he is defensively. And I think this year he's kind of proved to people that he is an offensive weapon and he's a possibly like a corner. I want to say like cornerstone player, but he could be a very contributing player for this team going forward. I think he led like the AL and doubles the second half for a good portion of this year. Like he had a really sneaky, good offensive year and really sneaky, good second half of the season, but like, you really get to see like, okay, what, it, what does Mize need to improve on? It's like, okay, he needs to get, he needs to find a put away pitch. And that was why he was the number one pin in the draft. Cause he had that awesome splitter and great fastball command. Right now he doesn't have that. Terrence Scooble got to get like rid of giving away the lawn ball. Like, you know what I mean? Like Terrence Scooble is going to like, I think Terrence Scooble proved this year that he is a better prospect than Casey Mize. Just point Dude, if point. he just if he just keeps the ball in the park, I think he is. Yeah. No, I, I it's I, I and I think people who actually watch the Tigers, like I saw people after Mize's last start, basically saying, "Oh, this is our ace and stuff." I'm like, Scoople's better than him. Like, what are we even talking about? Like, I get that Mize is more consistent or whatever, but like, if you're trying to think of like the future of your franchise and a cornerstone pitching prospect, it's Scoople right now, and and. and I mean, Manning had his ups and downs. He impressed me a lot more than his stuff did. Like, his numbers are better than what I thought his stuff looked like all year. But, I mean, that's a positive. And I think one of the biggest positives that none of us really saw coming into the year is this, like, Tigers team as a top-10 bullpen of baseball. And, like, they have all these guys under team control. So, like, that's exciting, too. Like, it's not just a starting pitching it's the relief pitching that, like, for the future, you're like, the next two to three years, if we can make some, like, smart moves in the offseason for a bullpen, we can really have, like, a weapon at the back end of games. Because it wasn't like the Kansas City Royals in 2016 where it's like Wade Davis, Greg Holland, and Herrera, and it's like you're not scoring after the seventh inning. It wasn't like that. But, like, if you make some smart moves, it can become, like, a serious weapon. And I, and I think that's – one of the most undercover, like, biggest success stories of this season. Yeah, I, I agree with everything that both of you guys said. I don't have a ton to add, but the, the big thing that I wanted to highlight, of course, was just that this team went 68-61 and 61 after starting 9-24. and 24. So uh, it's, it's a good team, and it's a good roster, and if you just clean up some stuff in the early season, you're in the playoffs maybe. So I just want to – I want to look at next season and just, you know, I think you guys would agree with me. It's like 
it's it's you gotta at least be in the pennant race or bust, right? No, it's a. The problem is they play they're the White Sox and the top. Like the Tigers are a good baseball team. They prove they're a good baseball team for the majority of this baseball season. But like the White Sox who looked at that roster head to toe, and unless something catastrophic happens, they're gonna be a big problem. So it's I'm really interested to see what the Tigers do in the offseason. And as everyone is, that's not a spicy hot take. But like, how do you like go about like, okay, we gotta beat the White Sox? Like that's like a like point number one. And if you want to do that, you have to spend a lot of money. I truly believe that. And you, well, and, yeah. and I don't know how you spend that money, but you need to go out and make acquisitions, maybe even a trade or two. I think sneaky uh, thing that people haven't really talked about. I think the Tigers are due for a big trade this summer. They have a lot of guys in their system that it's just like an overload. We've always talked about it with the outfield. Like, I think there's sneaky, a decent amount of, like, decent prospects for the Tigers that don't really get that much run. And why why just leave them in AAA and, and have them come back and forth instead of move them and try and get, like, a piece that fits your team? Like, Paredes and, like, Daz Cameron, I just, like, for some reason, I just don't feel like these guys are going to be on the team or in the organization next year. I truly well, Dan, believe Daz Cameron, that's where my head went to, just because you've got green coming up and you found Badu this year, and there's just a lot going on there. But the you know what I'm saying, the, though, like, I, I, I think there's room to make a move in that aspect. I think there's room for, like, free agent stuff, obviously, because it's like everyone, Illich opened up the checkbook. I also think it's like Alavila, get creative. There's some pieces in your farm system that you're probably not going to use. Make a trade. Yeah, I don't disagree. And again, that's why Ravs is exactly right when he says this is the most pivotal offseason of this rebuild. We're talking since 2015. So that's exciting as a Tigers fan. That's going to be fun to watch. I guess my three biggest things from this season that you found was one, just the pitching staff as a whole. Collins, you nailed it. That bullpen won the Tigers games. Like they would go out there and keep the Tigers in games and just wait for a big hit to happen on, on, on the offensive side of the ball. And Thank you, great. Chris Fetter. God. <laughs> yeah, a beast. Then secondly would be Akil Badu. I just think that was an absolute home run. No yes. And that guy was like, I, that, that's like the, that's the kind of stuff that like lightning in a bottle can just turn your rebuild around, speed up your rebuild, turn your franchise around. I'm not saying he's that kind of player, but like he, there was a hole there, you know, we were coming off Christian Stewart and Victor Reyes was iffy and all this stuff. And, and for Badu to just come in and basically take the bull by the horns and play every day. That was awesome. And lastly, AJ Hinch and the coaching staff, uh, or the, the, whatever the, what am I trying to say? The staff Rabs, you nailed it. Hinch was great. And I just think those are the three biggest things that you found out about your Detroit Tigers this year and going into next year. I mean, we'll have lots of time to talk about it, but I just think the expectations will be a little higher and Collins, well, you're they, right. They we, got- coming, in, coming into this year, we all were pretty optimistic. We all thought they would compete, but uh, you know, after a few, like the, the rough start, they, they, they proved us right. So that was fun to watch. Well, one thing I'm interested in, and I want to ask you guys this: Do you actually like trust to be able to be good this offseason? I don't. I really no, don't. No, I don't. That's I'm optimistic. I'll give him a chance. And you brought up a Kilbadu. You got to give credit where credits due. That was a really nice pickup for the Tigers. Like that. I, like you got to give Avila credit where credits due. There, Badu is immediately an everyday guy. Like he he proved to this year that he's an everyday guy. He could like. 
Hinch was protecting him from lefties early season. And then they put him against lefties and he was successful. He runs the bases really well. Like you got to give Avila credit for that. But like, I, I, what proof do we have that the Tigers are actually to go out there and make logical moves when it comes to spending big money under Al Avila? Did he sign the Zimmerman deal? Was that him? I couldn't tell you. Prob- I don't prob- know. Uh, probably. Uh, I'm trying to think. What is the biggest contract Al Avila has given out? I'll look that up. Okay, yeah. Good, good. Look that up. Um, To, to your question, I think you bring up a good point, Collins, as far as, in, in my mind, truly, the most important thing that has to be done this offseason is taking legitimate inventory of your roster. And as you said, whether whether you're trading guys or you're just shaking hands and saying thanks for your service, like you're, you're right, Collins and, and Trent. I know you you were you know pretty much on the same page as far as a guy like Daz Cameron. We're, we're at a point now where like you're struggling to find innings for guys. Victor Reyes, who I all year long was, you know, let the guy play, roll him out there. If people remember, he was sent down earlier this year to find his stroke back in AAA. He finished the season batting 258. So to me, that's a guy who I think from day one should have been given more run than he was. He went down to AAA, he worked on what he had to work on, he comes back up and he shows you that he can be a legitimate presence in the box. I also think he's, I wouldn't say he's like some plus defender, but he can at least play serviceable innings in the outfield. I'd rather him play the outfield than Robbie Grossman, to be honest with you. But back to my point, you need to take inventory of your guys. And you have to understand that, especially if you're going to try to move Riley Green up, who truly I would be, I'm sure he could probably hang at the major league level to start the year next year because he's been so good in, in minor league ball. And same with Torkelson, who I believe hit like 30 home runs this year in minor league baseball. I just don't foresee those as being guys that they're going to rush to get up here, especially because of what you have depth wise, whether, you know, we can debate, you know, what kind of depth you have as far as talent wise, but you, you at least need to make some tough decisions. And I've said all along that this team's going to get to a point where there's so many pitching prospects. They're trying to move, you know, up, up to the big club to where I could see some of those guys getting moved too. And again, you know, it's your Alex Fiedo. It's your, uh, what's the other guy that's uh, always hurt. Frankie Perez. Perez. Frankie yeah. Perez. Um, you know, Joey Wentz, who is coming off of a Tommy John surgery that you're supposed to see sometime in the future, like all, you know, all these, all these arms that, that you've acquired and at a certain point, not all of them are going to pan out, you know, and you kind of saw that with Bo Burrow, if they move Bo Burrows because he clearly wasn't part of the equation. And, you know, I'm probably still in the camp where they should have hung on to him, but you know, you bring back Jonathan scope. So that takes up a spot on in your infield. Um, and, and, and to me, that's now looking at guys like, okay, well, where is Willie Castro going to get innings? And if he's getting innings, then where is Harold Castro getting innings? Because he hit, I think, pretty damn close to 270, 280. Hitting Harry. So, you know, where are his innings coming? Isak Paredes, where are his innings coming? So now we're at a point where it's like you have so many guys that you're trying to make work. It's like that situation. If you have two quarterbacks, do you have one? And I – 
truly, I know that you guys want to open up the checkbook. And to me, the answer is not $400 million being thrown at Carlos Correa. It's just not. And I, and I understand the sentiment. So what is the answer? The answer to me is what I just told you. Take inventory of the so guys. What is I don't want to. I don't want another year where we trot out a bunch of young guys. Okay, so so the answer. Okay, so Perhaps the thing the is, is like shortstop. I, you're I, gonna get another stopgap thing. Then, like that's the that's the thing. That's if you exactly. go, why? Why though? No, why what I'm saying is, if you like don't that? have it both ways, Rabs, you can't you can't pay a guy five million dollars at shortstop because he's maybe a better above average defender and can't really hit like. And and then you don't have another fear bat. Then you have Miguel Cabrera being like your biggest fear bat, and the guy does not hit with power anymore, basically. And he's a two fifty hitter, basically now, which isn't bad. But like, you need a guy in your lineup. So okay, we can't pitch to this guy in a big situation. Like we just can't. I mean, I, I and, and like I, I don't I don't, I don't get what you want to do. You want to just run it back? No, 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 no. I'm not. Again, that's why I said take inventory. Like a guy like Nico Goodrum does not need to be back on this team. No, no, if, for if sure. He gets, if he gets resigned, I'd be sick. Is Zach Short your shortstop of the future? No. no. Zach Short's a guy that I don't even care to see on this team next year. Like he doesn't add, he doesn't add anything of value to your lineup. But as I'm saying, and maybe Collins, maybe the answer is like you said, maybe a guy like Isak Paredes will be a guy that goes down as someone that came over in a trade. You saw a flash of him. He couldn't really find this spot because he, he didn't really give you much defensively. And when he was given his opportunities for at the plate, he didn't capitalize. Willie Castro could be the same type of guy. And that hurts me because I just feel like, those guys weren't given a fair shake because of the fact that you had to give Nico Goodrum his innings and you would do whatever you could to keep him in the field and to get Harold Castro reps at shorts. Like I just, I don't know where these guys are supposed to play. So if you go out and get a shortstop, I, I can, I, I, and that's one of those moves to me where I just think it's a bit of a press to be like, we're going to go give Carlos Correa $350 million for 10 years. And then you're looking at that contract. And I guess teams are doing it everywhere. Right. So maybe I'm just, I'm just old guy. Get off my lawn shouting at clouds. Maybe that's just well, how I am. Rabs, you're acting like it's only Korea. There's a bunch of other short spot. It's like the best shortstop free agent class. Since like, I mean, they're all going to cost you. Trevor story is going to cost you more than three. Yeah, well, I don't million. want, I, to be honest, I don't want story. It's either it's, I mean, what's it called? I would rather have a guy, what's it called? Trey Turner, I believe. I don't know if his contract's up or he has another year with the Dodgers. That's a guy I would look at. I don't know. I think Corey Seager's a free agent, too. I wouldn't mind Corey Seager. No, exactly. Seager, Simeon. I think Simeon's going to get a ton of money. He had a huge year for Toronto this year. But I doubt they're going to want to pay him with all the contracts they're going to have to pay for in the coming years with Bichette and Guerrero and all those guys. No, I'm just – I don't give a shit how much money they spend. They haven't spent money in like five years. No, I get what you're saying, Rabs. You're like, I have pause with that. I'm fine with them going out and be like, no, fuck it. 350 million to Perea, 20 million to JV. And then let's go get Sterling Marte for like 22. Who cares? Like if they, if they want to do that, do that. It's not like there's a salary cap in baseball. I'm not going to get mad. It's know what I mean? Like, if they're going to go for it, go for it. I, I, I get what you're saying, Rabs, that a 10-year deal to Perea when he's about to turn like 28 or 30 might not sound like the most attractive thing, and sometimes those things don't work out. 
But I saw a tweet, I think, from Jed, who is, like, my favorite Tigers account ever, the Jed UK guy, who like, lives in London, watches all the Tigers games, what a complete maniac that guy is. It's like everyone wants to do the Tampa Bay Rays model, but they're the only – them and the A's are the only ones who do it right. The Tigers have never been a franchise who, with a low payroll, has succeeded. Like well, they, and that's the it, thing. They don't have to. I agree. Yeah, they, they don't have to do that because they are the Tigers. Like, they're not in a situation like that where they no, don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. You got like money, that. go spend it. If you're not making a splash, what are you doing? You're doing the same thing as we've always seen, the stopgap. You're picking up Scope. You're picking up Mazzara. You're picking up Grossman. And it's just stupid. So, I agree. I, I think Well, the thing about it is, it, it, and people are like, look at Alavila. If they don't want to go out there and make, like, a not absurd offers or overpaying and stuff like that, because baseball is kind of like hockey in my mind, where it's not like a destination necessarily like things said, Oh, I really want to go to Miami or you know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not like the NBA. So like, I think the Tigers could bring in some nice free agents, but like, it's all about Illich. It's really all about Illich. And I, I truly believe that in Rabs, I'm fine with like your whole idea. Like, hey, I don't want to pay Freya that much. You got to pay someone like above 10 million or something to come in at shortstop. You got to get another starting pitcher who's like has at least the caliber to be like your third starter or to mentor these young guys because I do think they need another veteran starting pitcher. Everyone says JV, get someone else. I don't care. You, I, 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 you need like two more bats. And I, so just go spend the money. Like, if, if it's like, Paying Robbie Grossman thirty million, yeah, I'm not to be happy about it. You know what I mean? But like, just go out. I, I I just want a name at this point. Go get a name. I don't care. Yeah, but you you made the comment earlier about competing with the White Sox, and the only way that you can do that is by spending money. That yes. White Sox team was not built through free agency. No at shit. All. But they also. I understand. And I know that, you're right? saying. I think the point, the point you're trying well, to we make, we don't have is that. that you have to, yet. is that you have to. You're gonna have to make a jump now because the gap's only gonna continue to get further and further away as that team continues to swing. I get what you're saying because if they if they don't go spend money and they don't make another jump, then you're gonna be sitting where you are behind them for the next for, for the foreseeable future. But I. The, the problem that I have, and maybe my problem is no longer so much with Jonathan Scope because he played to the level of where, okay, like that's the guy that you're not going to have to pay a ton that's gonna, that you know is, is for the most part going to be a consistent bat. He's fine defensively at second base when he doesn't have to go play first every other day for Miggy. But it's, it's, it's a scenario where I'm, I'm looking at Nick Castellanos and Eugenio Suarez right dead in the face of guys that you just, you know, kind of squeezed out and went off and exploded somewhere else. And is that going to happen with. Because they didn't want to spend money, Rabs. That wasn't squeezing out. They didn't want to spend money. Eugenio Suarez was traded for an overweight mediocre. Well, that pitcher. was different. Yeah, that, yeah, those are two different cases. Rab. Sure. And that's, that's on me. Sure. But my point being is that you, there are so many guys on this roster that I'm looking at where it's like, Maybe Willie Castro can hang in there and play every day. Maybe Harold Castro can, but you won't even know. Like you won't know because you're going to give up on some of these guys. I've watched Willie Castro play shortstop almost every day. Well, he's terrible defensively. Yes, I get that. But I, you know, for a guy that hit as well as he did last year, you know, to, to, to throw him a towel after one year, because I have to, because Nico Goodrum's got to get his innings. It just rubs me the wrong way. I just, I don't, I, I, I'm just, I'm scared. 
I'm scared of the situation where they start to throw these guys away after they've committed to, you know, we're going to rebuild. We want to do this internally. We want to, we want to watch our guys develop. And now you're, you're getting like, like who, who have they developed? Who have they developed on like from their farm system? Let's come, let's come back to that conversation. Who Akil Badu is not from your farm system. Well, look, I don't necessarily. I don't, I, the, the, I don't get what you're saying. My, what I'm saying is, what, if you're so going to try to build this two years to, to evaluate that Willie Casher was not a consistent bat, I would. Well, I would rather two games. It's not a big enough sample. Size. Collins, Collins. My point is, if you go out and spend money on a shortstop, Isak Paredes' his career in Detroit is done. That's it. He's done. He's not a shortstop. Willie, Willie. Well, where is he going to play? What's the what is? He never get rid of him. Shortstop. He's either playing third or second base. Well, that's what I. Okay. Well, you have a third base that, and a second baseman. You're going to go spend I money think. on a shortstop. So you can kiss. You can kiss Isak Paredes Fine. goodbye. You can Fine. kiss Willie Castro goodbye. Fine. You can kiss Harold Castro goodbye. Fine. I suppose we can ship Victor Reyes off too. So Fine. what have we been doing for the last five years? What have we been doing? We, Getting Robbie Grossman? Doing, That's what we have to show for after five years is Robbie Grossman playing every day and a guy you got from a Rule 5 draft? That's Dude, I, here, five I, I think it's fine. I think it is absolutely fine We're to not cut your losses. No, I think it's fine to cut your losses, man. I, like, it, I, don't, I don't know. It's not even that, Rebs. We haven't even mentioned. We're acting like Victor Reyes and all these guys are blue-chip prospects. They're not. I think Paredes, out of all those guys, is probably the highly like evaluated guy. Like he's probably at the most like promise, but like the guys that you we've been waiting for for the last five years are about to be up next year. That's why you want to spend money when you have guys like Riley Green and Torkelson who are coming up, who seem to be fulfilling all the promises that Stouts made about them. You want them on those club control deals cheap. And you have money to play with with more experienced guys. It just it builds a more balanced roster. And, and guys like Victor Reyes are going to get squeezed out because Riley Green deserves to be up there, and that Robbie Grossman and Kiel Badu have deserved to play playing time. And maybe Victor Reyes is like a fifth outfielder. Guess what? Paredes every time he got up there, and, and like I, I watch him a lot in AAA this year, he he doesn't really hit for that much power. He has a nice bat. He's a good contact hitter. He's not, I, I really don't see a scenario where he turns out if you get rid of him and he's some superstar. I think he could be a nice player. I think he could hit 250 and have a decent glove at second or third. But you already have a guy like that in Jamer Candelario who's better than him. So, like, I'm fine with moving on. If these guys can't track the lineup, like, Brady's got an opportunity in the COVID year and didn't really pounce on it. And I, I, and I feel like he's been snaping with injuries and stuff like that, but that's part of it. I'm fine with moving on. And like, if you lose some, you lose some, but like, I don't want to like just rewind it again, just because maybe two moves don't give you enough to beat the White Sox. But like, as a logical, like baseball mind, Al Avila should look at like the fact that, okay, we've been competitive with lesser talent. We're, we are like going above what we should be doing. Let's actually get some blue chip talent that can support and re-energize your franchise. I suppose, but, but in my opinion, the whole, the whole goal of this rebuild should have been to build from within to where you don't have to, but we've been, we've been through the, 
let's go spend money and roll the balls out. And it didn't work. It got close, but it didn't work. So my whole thing was tear it down, go get prospects, let them develop, roll the balls out, and let's see what you can do and build a sustainable winning team. You giving 10 million, you giving 10 years, $350 million to Carlos Correa, who's going to be 38 to 42 years old when his contract is up. does not solve your problem. 10 years. Think anyone's doing that? Dude, that's deal? what Bryce. I mean, Bryce Harper got got that money. Manny Machado got that money. Fernando Tati, like, and for Tatis probably deserves every penny of it. But th- that's what these guys are going for. I don't like. What well, do you Correa's. Really, the, you think I think Correa is going to sign like a three year deal in Detroit no. for like ninety million. Give me a no, break. No, I understand dude. that, Someone's but Correa's not a ton of money. Well, Harper's way younger than Correa was at the time. So was Tatis, obviously. Machado, I think, is around the same age range that. Correa would be right now. Um, I I get what you're saying, Rabs. I don't think they're gonna give him like a 10 year deal. I don't think, I don't necessarily think Correa is gonna be the guy. But you need to go out there and like be a part of like, hey, we're willing to pay you 25 million dollars a year. Like I'm willing to go pay 25 million dollars for like a a sustainable shortstop or even a guy in the outfield or at first base. That's like, I'm going to hit 25 home runs and hit 280 like every year. It doesn't even matter because I like not even shorts up. They need another catcher because Jake Rogers is going to be out for half a net season. And I, I, I say what you want about Eric Haas. I don't think that's a sustainable solution defensively, at least. Like he could be a good I catcher. With a nice I would bat. agree, but he, I, he's been great this year. But yes, no, no, he, no he's, not, not he's in your future plans, but you need to get another catcher. Because I, I, there's nothing in the farm that is exciting at the catcher position except Dingler, and I think he's a year away. So you got to go sign another like backup catcher, which I think the Tigers have signed 30s in my lifetime yep. of like one year backup catchers. Yeah, sign one of those. I think they got to sign another first baseman if they're not committed to playing Miguel like at first base and full time, which they're not going to. And then it sounds like the and then you got you know starting pitcher. So that's three things you need to get. You need a shortstop, first and shortstop, another starting pitcher, and a catcher. And then it, I personally think they need another first baseman. But those are four needs that you could fulfill in free agency if you just spend money. I, I don't necessarily disagree, but the but again, my my whole standpoint comes from you just so listed will you me be off. mad if this happens? Correa comes to the Tigers, you're pissed. I, I mean, obviously the, the, the guy can play, but my, my gripe is more so of the fact that this, this farm system all throughout the years with the Scherzer and the Upton and the Z, all the, all the guys they went and spent money on the, the farm system was depleted. And the whole point of the rebuild was let's stop spending money. Let's, let's, let's unload some guys that are not going to be a part of the future. You did that. You didn't get very good prospects in return. And the whole point is to replenish the farm system and allow guys to develop that are young under team control and they can play. And you found a couple of guys that can do that, I suppose. But in totality, if you're telling me that there's four positions out of the nine on the field that you have to go into free agency to go get on top of having Jonathan scope again, 
bullpen and at second base on top of bringing Miggy back on top of having Robbie Grossman play every day in the outfield. What progress have you really made? If you're going to, if you're going to get rid of Willie Castro and Harold Castro and Paredes, who you acquired in a trade and Daz Cameron's not going to get a chance. And now we're looking at Akil Badu and hopefully Victor Reyes, but now agree. Like it, it just like, they're really, they're, they're, They've been competitive, which is awesome. And yes, they are in a position now to where let's focus on actually winning and competing versus keeping our head above water. But if you're telling me we are right back to going out and throwing money at four different guys out of the nine on the field, to me, you have not even come close to succeeding what this rebuild was supposed to be. You haven't. It all. Not every rebuild is the same. Not every rebuild is the raise. The raise. I couldn't name a guy. Addison on the... Russell. You get all the like. Not at, like there's very few teams that have ever like. It's like the '90s Yankees where they had all those guys coming up. The Cubs and like the White Sox kind of. Like, I can't. Those are and like the Braves, obviously the '90s. Like there's very few times where you don't have to go into free agency and spend money. Dude, 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 all these teams you're naming, man, like the Braves, Acuna, Albies, those are farm guys. Dansby Swanson, they traded for. That's a farm guy. The Yankees, they still Aaron have, Judge, Viber Torres, money, Gary Sanchez, those are all farm guys. The Rays, the entire team. I'm just saying, I, the thing about it, Rebs, I, I get what you're saying, but the guys you're telling me that I really need to care about aren't that good. It's just flat which out. Is, which is a testament to the, to the terrible trades. Yeah, but that why do you not want to spend money? In the you, lack if of you're competitive with guys who aren't that good, why wouldn't you want to spend money? Because I don't want to be in the last time I would say it. I don't want to be in the exact same spot we were when we're what, looking going at this to, Going to World Series nails CSs? Like, what's wrong with that? They didn't win. They didn't win. They didn't win, and your team has suffered this for, is for a, dec- from the for a guys decade that would, since like, 2012. If we won one playoff game, we would throw a parade for the Lions. That's, you're not wrong about that. but I'm I, just I, saying, I don't get this. <laughs> At least you're there. Like, a, a few things happen. You're like, that's like the one thing. Why not try and compete? It's like the Bucks. The Bucks in the NBA. Everyone's like, oh, they've got these super teams. Oh, why even try and compete with the Lakers? Tank, tank, tank. A few injuries happen. You're right there. Every set, like, and, and if you're, I, 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 that's why I always, I'm not going to be like, there's times where you should tank. This is not a time the Tigers should just regroup. They not, it, it, they, that part of the rebuild has run its course. And I'm not, I, I'm not, I feel like I'm, I'm not, being the dead horse. I'm not, I know. And I, I we should yeah. probably move on at some point, but I, I'm not, I'm not insinuating that they need to go another year of let's play three guys at shortstop every week. I mean, what I'm saying is there are certain guys that have, that have shown you all they can do. Nico Goodrum's time here should be up. Yes. Zach short time here should be up. Yes. Um, I would say, I mean, Jacoby's obviously done, but, but, but I still think that you have enough in the cards. Like Derek Hill to me is a guy that should oh, play every single day next year. He's earned his spot, and that's a far, it's taken him a he's long time to player, get up he, here. He'll be there. It's taken him a long time to get up here. But you know, when you have to share the outfield with Robbie Grossman and Akil Badu, and then like Victor Reyes is sitting there, like, where's my run? Daz Cameron, where's my run? Oh, here comes Riley Green. We're all fucked. Like it, it's it's just mismanagement of assets, in my opinion. You bring so you these stuff and Robbie you'll Grossman. Can we trade Robbie Grossman? Would you be mad if they traded Robbie? No, Grossman I wouldn't. If they would have got a nice acquisition, Rabs, I wouldn't be mad. But like, I'm not like. I think you're overvaluing some of these guys. Willie Castro was terrible this year. 
both sides. Yeah, but he hit over. Th- he hit like three thirty last year in forty games. It's a lot of games. And, and in his second year, he literally couldn't lay off a pitch that was seven thousand feet over his head. He had no play discipline this year. He was awful in the field. Like, hey, if it works out somewhere else, it works out. If they keep him and it eventually works out, whatever. Like, they had to play him in left field. This was supposed to be a guy who's going to play everyday shortstop for you. I'm just saying. I, well, yeah, I just that, I, that I can't, I can't watch that, too, of, like, the Willie and the Harold playing in the outfield. Nico, like, that That to me is is comical. But like Harold Castro, yeah, he's. I think he's a nice guy. You just keep around. He's a good blue guy. He's a, I mean, his numbers, like, with men on base is incredible. That's how clutch he's been all year. But, like, there's other guys where you're talking about, like, it just it hasn't worked out here. Run its course. And I think we agree, just trade those guys. It's not like you're just giving – Like it's not like they're just cutting them. You can trade them. Well, if they – I think Jamer, Jamer Candelario has – He needs to be re-signed. Like, clearly he's earned it. But, again, you get rid of – if Paredes gets squeezed out of here and, and Daz Cameron doesn't even really get, a, like, a – a full year of, of playing because of these, you know, because of these acquisitions you made. Yeah, but who do you want them to play over? I don't get that. Collins. I, all I'm saying is, man, you look back at the trades, dude. And, and, and name me one That's guy on this the team. You're making, no, but the, the, I, the point I'm making is the whole purpose of this thing was to find young talent that can sustain this team into the future. And in, with you telling me they need four more guys plus Miggy on the roster, plus scope at second base. I'm telling you the only guy out of all of these trades that this team made before the rebuild that has given you a lick of talent every day is Jamer Condelario. That's it. And if Paredes so goes, Scooble, and if the Castros goes, Scooble was not a trade, and Mize was not a trade. That's not what no, I'm but saying. you're talking about the rebuild as in general. They've been fine. Yes, the draft picks. So, I mean, Casey Mines does not look like a 1-1 one, one guy no, right he now, doesn't. but they've been I, fine. I think that's a, that's something people need to realize, too. He's not a 1-1 one, one guy. They've been fine, sure. As far as the pitching is concerned with my last thing, I agree. The bullpen, I look at Funkhauser, I look at Cisnero, I look at Soto, I look at Fulmer, and I go, damn, those are four solid arms in the bullpen that I like a lot. Derek Holland can kiss my ass. Joe Jimenez can kiss his ass. And and as far as as Alex far as Lang I'm concerned, nice end of the year. sure, Alex Lang throws gas. I like it. Um, but there's there's you know there's a couple guys that it's it's time to go, and it sucks that you're not going to have Spencer Turnbull probably next year. I don't know what the deal is with Matthew Boyd. If they want to bring him back at this point, his trade value is is my trade value and Matthew Boyd's trade value is the exact same. If you want to bring his... him back as a fifth as a fifth guy next year, fine. But it's Manning, it's Scooble, it's Casey Mize. I don't disagree with you. Maybe go get one more arm in the starting rotation. But again, there are still names that I have been hearing for the last 23 years of my life that. I have not seen that I need to see something or they can kiss everyone's ass on the way out as far as I'm concerned. So what's it called? Boyd's out one more year, basically, at the Tigers. He's for arbitration, so he'll probably be back. I'm very interested what the Tigers will have to pay for him. And then other than that, you're looking at Scooble, Mize, Manning. And then you got that fifth spot up for grabs. Yeah, and, I'm, and I'm fine with that. And it should have no, been no, 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 yeah, yeah. It should have been Turnbulls, but he's done for the – he's probably going to be gone all of next year, which is – you know, it sucks. And that's a guy that might end up, you know, being a Fulmer situation where they might bring him back and throw his ass in the bullpen. But I, I – Spencer Turnbull, to me, was a – 
God, third starter at worst on that team next year. And again, it, since since you're going to have Boyd under contract, you probably throw him in the fifth spot. So I don't know what they have starting pitching wise coming up through the ranks. Um, you know, and I, I name you all the guys every single week on the podcast of, of you know, the Lang and the and the Fajardo and the Joey Wentz and the, all these guys that are supposed to be knocking on the door that you just don't see. I mean, it took a while for Matt Manning to get here, I suppose. So those guys, as I've, I've said it many times, those are guys that you might just see moved. I don't know what to tell you. So if you want to go spend money on another bullpen arm, great, fine. But, you know, the days of Jose Urania and Julio Tejeron, who pitched in one game for this team this year, like, I, I, I can't. I can't do it anymore. I, I, can't. I agree. I've, That's why I've talked myself. Money. I've talked myself into allowing the Jonathan Scope thing because he's played well for your team. But my well, that last point, Rebs. I agree. We agree at the same sentiment. We're tired of like these stopgap guys. So go pay someone quality money so they're not a stopgap. That is just the point. Sure. And my and my caveat is that I think that you doing that has cost some of these younger guys the opportunity to play more innings in which you might have had a better feel of of what they bring to the table. Like Willie Castro, yes, Collins, I agree. He did not look good at the plate this year. He's not good. They don't have anyone who's good defensively. But I got like Ryan Kreidler or whatever this guy is that plays shortstop in AAA. Like, is can that guy play? Or are you going to squeeze him out too? Because you're going to go get Trevor Story. You're going to go get – that's what I mean. Like, I don't know. I don't know what you got. Raps, you got? I think your issue is more so recent history, like the last two off seasons getting the stopgap guys. Whereas now it's like the team they didn't spend be, money. That's the, oh, the team is no, but what I'm saying is the team is ready to compete next season. And I think that's what Collins is saying. Like, it's not like you need, if, if you're, if you're playing young guys who aren't ready to play right now, you're doing your team a, a disservice next season because they're ready to compete. Sure. That's fair. That, that's a good point. That's a good point. Love that, Sean. Point you know, you I'm pretty sure me and Ravs just talked in a circle for about 30 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, it'll, yes. it'll, it'll, it only took me 20 minutes to sit on that comment, but whatever. Let, let's. Johnson, uh... Can you guys shut up? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love I love when you guys shop it up for Tigers because I don't always have that much to add. But that was that was a good that was a good discussion. Yeah, good good season, Tigers. AJ Hinch, I'm sorry for what I've said about you earlier in the year. You did a great job with this team, and I appreciate the fact that you somewhat want to be here. So thank you very much. Pay Chris better whatever you want. Don't let him get poached by another team. <laughs> sure, that's fair enough. Um, all right, well, let's do uh, let's do Lions here to finish out the show before we do the trifecta and, nothing, and call it quits. Nothing more interesting to come off that, like, flamey conversation and talking about this wet blanket of a Lions team. Correct. Um, Lions go to Soldier Field, their first – just kidding, not their first divisional game of the year. That was stupid. Um, but they go to the road against Chicago. Um, I, I called this a mortal lock of the century, Lions money line. And that's probably probably the reason why I'm most upset about this loss I don't like giving out. I don't like giving like, out gambling picks. Well, no, I I don't like I don't like giving out gambling pick gambling picks. It is legal here in Michigan, and I am over twenty one years of age. One eight hundred gambler. If you have a problem, I don't like giving out gambling picks because I can't live with myself knowing that I told someone to spend their money and do something, and they followed my advice and they lost. But I did say mortal lock of the century. Everyone, I think I watched the game with five other guys on Sunday. And I told, I had everyone in that basement on the lion's money line and they just went out and absolutely embarrassed me. And that's probably why I'm most upset. Um, but the lions lose 24 to 14. They will move to zero and four on the season. 
Um, I guess if we want to do the stats thing for you, Jared Goff, our Lord and Savior, 24 for 38, 299 yards and two touchdowns. Jamal Williams, your leading rusher, 14 carries, 66 yards. And Quintez Cephas, four catches, 83 yards. Um, I This is a good, like, 24-hour rule thing as far as, like, I needed a day to kind of simmer down. But truthfully, I, I said many things after this game. Uh, I was upset with I said uh, I was upset with Dan Campbell, which which you know Trent I thought was going to come to my house and, and beat me up over saying that. I, I I usually like to stay off Twitter, but I was very vocal about my disdain for Jared Goff. I believe I made the comment that I will not be watching the games anymore this year. But my God, guys, like maybe you know this is on me. Hand up on me because. I somehow, after all these years of being a Lions fan, despite admitting on this podcast, as we all did, they're not a good team. They're rebuilding. Don't expect much from this team. Somehow there was still a part of my soul that is attached to this team. Of course course there is. And and you know what, Rabs? There's no shame in that. Of course there is. But I I allowed myself myself (laughs) to – I allowed this team to hurt me. I let them walk right back in. I let them, you know, I I let them walk right back in and they made themselves at home and they ate all my food and they brought home some other girl to my house and had her (laughs) way with them on my couch. And I cleaned up after them. I just, I excuse it. I enable it. I enable the Detroit lions and what they do to me. So And I actually saw a tweet of someone saying like the best thing I ever did for myself was years ago, stop letting the lions like have any type of emotional investment in my brain and in my heart. And that's what I have to do. I cannot watch another dad rabs. Well, I, I dude, (laughs) that game to me, and, and we'll get into the specifics, but I turned that game off just thinking like, I cannot believe how bad they are. And to sit there and watch Jared Goff do as Jared Goff does or what he does not do for an entire four quarters of football. I, I wanted to pull my eyes out of my brain. I was so it's the most boring, dry vanilla offense in the defense that doesn't get to the quarterback and they don't have, there's, there's, there's like no, there's no breaking up passes. There's no big hits. There's no plays on the ball. It's it's the worst, like just blandest, non-effort, boring, dry, stale football that I've ever seen in my life. And to think to think that there are people out there that bought like Jared Goff jerseys as if he was going to come in and this is the like this is the missing piece to why this Dude, team doesn't those were win. The idiots. Those were the idiots that thought that Stafford was the problem. That's well, who those people it's are. I just after after what I watched on Sunday, honest, honest to God, guys, and I got ragged on saying this for Sunday in the basement that I was at of just saying how I'm like done. I will, I will have the game on in the background, but no longer will I allow myself to sit down for three and a half hours and watch what I watched because the games from this point out, they mean nothing. They should lose every game. They lost, they have lost Romeo Aquara for the year. They will not have that, Frank Rabb now next that ruined week. My day. That they will not have Jonah Jackson next week. They don't have Okuda for the rest of the year. Like there, there is nothing about this. There are zero and Collins gives me the, 
I'm like half and half. I'm like, there are zero positives that came out of this game and that will come out of this team this year. I have not seen like they, they were in the game last week. Good for them. I thought they played really well, but this, this, I had that feeling in my heart of what I watched on Sunday. That is Detroit Lions football. And that is what they are capable of giving you every single week. So I'm out. Thank okay. you very much. Well, let me let me say this. That was what a is very- out, Rabs. Are you actually not going to watch? Collins, I told you when, when I have the ability to, when it be, when it comes one o'clock, the game will be on. But if there's other things going okay. on, if I get an offer to go to the cider mill, if I got to mow the lawn, I'll, I, I'm doing it. And I'll check in on my phone. If I, what's, I have no interest in watching four quarters of that team slop around the field and play football. That's how out I am. Trent, continue. That was a very, very, very disappointing loss for all the reasons you laid out, Rabs. I thought this was going to be Dan Campbell's first win. I thought we were mortal lock, Trent. Mortal yep. lock of the century. Well, I was with you. No way they lose. I, I'm with you, Rabs. And and you know what? The funny thing is, I'm an idiot for saying this. I don't even think that you can definitively say the Bears are a better team. Like the Lions just no, the they're ball. not. They no, stink. Exactly. So that's what I'm well, saying. They're the, better than the Lions. For the Lions to turn the ball over three times in the red zone, your first three trips to the red zone, and then to to, to lose Romeo Okwara, to lose Frank Ragnow, to already have lost Taylor Decker, to lose Jeff Okuda weeks ago, to lose Tyrell Williams, your number Jonah one. Jonah Jackson, you gone. To, Jonah Jackson. Like, dude, that just killed me. Like, the, the, the Romeo thing in particular. Romeo Okwara was my lock screen for the last month. I love <laughs> Romeo Aquara. And when he goes down with, you know, not, not a, not an ankle sprain, not a concussion, not a shoulder injury. He goes down with an Achilles, meaning I won't see him until week five of next season. That was a gut punch that ruined my day and my week, quite frankly, and my season, because that's my favorite player, whatever. I don't have that many takeaways from the game in particular. I do want to talk about Dan Campbell going for it on fourth down because it's, it's become, yes. it's, it's become a motif of the season. To be honest, it seems like Good Dan word. Campbell goes for it every chance he gets. And, and I, I'm here to defend him, but Rabs, I guess I'll let you get into it. Or Collins, if you have thoughts on the yeah, game. Collins, throw your thoughts in before we do that. I, well, I they suck. They, they're terrible. <laughs> their offense. The thing about like Jared Goff, as bad as Jared Goff is, like we've talked about this a lot. I it's hard to get on golf when his only weapon is TJ Hawkinson and Jamal. We only Williams. threw two four times, by the way. He was getting mutilated in the red zone, though. Hawkinson. That's what I'm saying. Because they have no one like no one else that's There's open. No like, other Cephas, yeah. Cephas is like fine. Cephas to be a great third option, but they have like nobody. Like absolutely nobody. And I, I it's hard for me. Like I I I think the most invested I was was that Ravens game because we went and we were like having a great time. I was like, I kind of got swept up in all Lions fever. But like watching games this year, there's no sweat off my back. They're really like yeah, it doesn't exactly. like it's just no, which is well, I don't get why when people like I think when you look at the season, you want to see like is Dan Campbell competent and we can talk about that fourth down decision and do you see some young pieces that can help you right now? You don't see, I don't know who you look at right now and just be like, no, he, he could be a really nice piece for them. And I know it's early in the season. There's a lot of time, maybe like Amon St. Brown comes on at the end of the season. Maybe one of the guys in the secondary comes on, 
But like ever since Okuda went out week one, like this season is just it's so disinteresting to watch the Lions. And especially when Jared Goff can't throw the ball more than 10 yards. Just he just refuses to look down the field. Dude, Jared Goff, this is such a like a John Gruden comment. He is such a one-read guy. He oh, he doesn't sure. he doesn't fucking look, man. He, it doesn't even cross his mind, Trent. And and, and to 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 like I think Collins made the comment last week that he's like a 25 to 32 quarterback in the league. Dude, I would, do you know what I would, maybe this is like stating, this is stating the obvious, but any other team I watch, dude, like Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, obviously Stafford, like anyone, dude, I would take anyone over this guy because I never realized, dude, he, dude, Jared Goff makes Matthew Stafford look like Michael Vick. He is that slow. And, and you're right, Trent. It's it's one read, and if it's not there, it's a check down. And every time he tries to stretch the field, the ball's nowhere near the receiver. And it's not – there's no progression. There's nothing. It's one read. I'm going to get trapped in the pocket. If there's pressure, I'm going to spin backwards, turn my entire back to the field, and get taken down. He's not an average cor- – I – I have seen, I get it now with, with Sean McVay and why they gave up on him. Jared Goff doesn't make anyone better on that offense. And he limits what you can do as an offense. I like there, they do. It is the most, and Anthony Lynn's supposed to be some unreal play. Uh, they do nothing creative. You know what the best part of the offense is when they hand the ball to Jamal Williams up the middle. That's the best part of the offense. DeAndre Swift has clearly been hurt for the first four weeks of the season. He is not on the field nearly as much as he needs to be. But even when he is, it's a, it's a check down every single play. They don't, he doesn't even look at Hawkinson. God, you know, thank God Khalif Raymond is like fast and you can get him the ball in space and he can move. He doesn't do anything. He's not average. He sucks. He stinks, Jared Goff. And you know what? I, I, I made I made the joke to my brother Miles. God, the they day suck. Of I pat us on the back for at least for, for giving him a chance this year. Because there were some people who were out before the season even started. I was like, look, I think Jared Goff could be all right. You got a good run game. You got a good old line. I know you don't have receivers, which is a huge red flag. But I somehow talked myself off the ledge because you have Hawkinson and Swift and Williams in that great offensive line and Anthony Lynn calling plays. But Ravs, you have hit the nail square on the head. He stinks. Yo, he and you know what? the entire He's, offense. You know, he can't even do Detroit, anything. When he leaves Detroit, he will not be a starting quarterback in the NFL anymore. Dude, you're has, right. And you know played, what? He has played yeah. his way out yes. of a starting job in this league. Yes. It's, it's, and, a little, it's a little sad. You know, I don't you, give a shit. Yeah, he's fine. Anyone overall pick, and then you know they, they give up. Yeah, pay, dude. He's rich. Yeah, good, good for him. Yeah, dude, un- Uncle Steve. He, he blows. Uncle, he Uncle blows. Steve made the comment. He's like, he's a backup quarterback, and you're right, Trent. When his two years are up here, and they can cut him for nothing, he's gonna be an awesome backup to have to mentor a young guy that can come in and can he can run and move and throw the deep ball and keep plays alive. 
Jared Goff, there is no plus to Jared Goff's game. Like you might, you can maybe make the comment. Like if you, if you're in the camp of Lamar Jackson, like he's not a good thrower of the football, at least he can run. If you, if you want to make the comment that like, I don't even, I don't know. Kyler Murray's got a lot of tools. Mahomes has a ton of tools. If you want to make the comment that Carson Wentz isn't a good quarterback, at least he can somewhat keep plays alive and move. Jared Goff, is the is the most mediocre quarterback I've ever seen. He limits your entire offense. And yes, I guess you're right. Credit to us for at least giving the guy a chance of like, well, he's competent. He went to a Super Bowl. Dude, I, I'm sorry, man. But but anyone out there that was like Jared Goff is the answer. The Lions have up and there's people out there like that. I'm not just saying this to say it. There were people that were like, "This is an upgraded quarterback. He's got a he's got a championship pedigree." No Dude, Collins, the people who are said out that? there. Who there's, said no, that? Not, there's not, people not, out there. People that wear Jared Goff jerseys every week. No one ever said that. Illegitimate football fans who don't watch. Not, games. No one ever says that. Trent's, I know. Brock's buddies. Brock's two buddies that tried to tell me that. Brock's two buddies that told me that they golf the key. Clearly, Dude, no one's ever that. watched the Rams game. <laughs> Clearly, no no one's ever watched the Rams it's play the, ever. Well, it's the people who watch the Super Bowl every year. Oh, Jared Goff. I know who that is because he played no the one's Super Bowl. I would rather have Matt Ryan. I don't. Th- I never heard one person say that. I would like the. I would like the Lions to trade. Jared Goff and a 2022 first round pick for Matt Ryan tomorrow. I would make that trade. That's how I would take, I would take any of the Chicago bears quarterbacks right now. I take Foles. I would take Nick Foles. Oh yeah, I would. Truthfully. I'd take Rod Taylor. Can we talk? Can we talk about the fourth down call? Let's let's do the fourth down thing because we're going to have, I think we all agree golf sucks. And we're going to have all year to talk about that. So yeah. Yeah. But the fourth down, I, I think it was the right call. Rabs disagrees. I think Collins agrees more with me, but let's let's get it into it. was the right call. I don't understand why people oh are so God, up and at him about it. First of all, okay, so the, let me give context. The Detroit Lions are down 10, mm-hmm. and they're driving. Four they're minutes driving. left. They're driving. Four minutes left. They have two timeouts, I think. Two timeouts. Two timeouts, They yes. find themselves in a fourth-and-one situation at about, what was it, the 30-yard line? To the, the, the 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 25. I don't know. You're in the red zone. I don't know. Might have been a little 14 closer. yard line. 14? It was like that. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. So it's the 14 yard line. Wait, and, I might need to look this up. And you know what? What whatever. The the, the point, it doesn't matter. The point yes, is it, Lions, does, it does matter. The, I think they're at the 24 or something okay. like that. They, they were they were in up. the red zone. The Lions are down 10. So the point is they need to score twice in four minutes. Now, how are you gonna do that? Obviously, you gotta score your touchdown first and that is why you go for it on fourth and one because you that first of all i don't even know where to start with this this offense for all the reasons that rabs just laid out about jared goff is not capable of driving like that again that was the best drive i've ever seen that was the best drive i've ever seen jared goff in a lions jersey make and you know what the the play on fourth and one to add salt in the open wound i'm on ross st brown is open jared goff just misses him Quint Cephas is wide open across the middle. Like uh, Trent, he was alone. Oh, I, I, I know. So alone. my point is, my point is, and I got in a screaming match about this with my brother Rabs because he was in your point, he, or he was in your camp about this. He wanted to kick the field goal, take the Oh, Brock or Miles? Miles. Live the fight what another did Brock time. say? Brock, I, I haven't talked to Brock about it. Okay, my, well, I hope he's on my side. But My point right. is this, dude. The play was perfect. It was there, and your quarterback fucked it up. 
So he get mad at him. Don't get mad at Campbell. I am what mad Campbell, at him. What the hell is Campbell supposed to do about that? Yeah, I'm going to go for it because I know that 16 and blue isn't going to get to the end zone with a minute left in this game. Could he get in field goal range? Absolutely. So that's why you try to get your touchdown first when there's less pressure. And then maybe you cross 50, cross the 50 yard line and give, what's our yeah, they're at the eight yard line. You have to go for it. You're not going to get that close. And, and you know what? Yeah, they had it. Yeah, what are, yeah. The thing it's is a too, no-brainer. Yeah, shout out to me for saying they were at the 30-yard line at the beginning of the spiel. But whatever. The you had, Trent, you actually, like, because what's it called? I was watching a game on my phone at a restaurant, and you confused me so hard when you said it. I was like, I thought they were, like, inside the tent <laughs> or something. No, but yeah, I guess I, 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 I'm I, sorry. Terrible journalism. Small J journalism on my part there. But small J. You know small what? J. You're a bunch of small Js. Before I get your guys' thoughts on this, because I know Rabs has a piece, I guess I just also want to throw in that the fir- in the first quarter, the first quarter going forward on fourth and five, fourth and goal from the five-yard line, that's also the right call. Because you know no, what? I disagreed with that. Dude, this offense, Collins, can't score points. And when you get that close, settling for three ain't going to do shit for you. Is well, that, that if, that if you're, one... you're the Chiefs and you are capable of getting in the red zone every single time you touch the ball, then I get it. But if you're the Lions and you very rarely cross the 45, I'm going for it if it's fourth and five and less and you're in the red zone every time. I, Not to mention our kicker is our backup kicker. Well, I, I, try, I sort of get that. I just felt like in the first – I didn't hate it. I just disagreed with the move. I personally – I think they were up 14 and nothing and it kind of felt like he was pressing there. Like you said, we, if we don't score here, we're going to be – I was like – I think Fields is going to cool down. I think they just, like, they pan it there, and they're like, let's just go for it right here. I think they should have took the points there. But it, you were complete. You're spot on, Trent. I don't need to, like, make my point even more. There's four minutes left. This offense can't move the football. The defense didn't necessarily look great, and there's two timeouts left. Two. It's not like you have your full complement of the timeouts, and people are like, oh, you got the two-minute warning. It's basically another timeout. They get, like, two first downs after you kick a field goal. The game's over. Like, I, like, I, or if they get one first time, they kick it and you have 40 seconds. I would rather have the opportunity to kick a field goal. I think it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer to go for it there. And even if they don't get it, I'm happy with it. That's plain aggressive. You're at the eight-yard line. The eight-yard line. You kick a field goal there. Like, when has that ever worked out where it's like, no, we're at the eight-yard line. Let's kick a field goal here. Dude, and it's, so it's have- fourth and one. It's not fourth and five. I mean, I know yeah. I, just, I just defended the fourth and five call. But I'm in this situation. You can can hate on the fourth and one play call. I don't hate the idea of going for it on fourth and one. I just, I I think there was the right call. Well, dude, even the play call and and Ravs, I promise I'll let you go. Even the play call, it was there. St. Brown is open. Cephas is open. Swift or Hawkins, someone else is probably open. You can always just throw it up to Hawkinson. There's always that. You could try to get a PI. Like, fuck, man. Look, like that, that, that right there textbook he was right in front of him is right in front of him that is exactly why you are spot on about all your jared goff commentary right in front of him he seized up and he shit his (laughs) pants and he missed saint brown and it wasn't really close so grabs go for it i want i want to hear your defense okay why did campbell should have kicked a field goal okay yeah first of all we need to meet halfway on this. I need you. I know I'm not going to change your mind, but you need to have an open mind about what I'm about to say. They're they're fourth and one. 
They're down by 10. In my opinion, in that circumstance, first of all, I need to preface this by saying I am more than fine with Dan Campbell being aggressive. Like, hey, we get over the 50 and it's fourth and short. We're going for it. I'm fine with that because you're factually not a good team. You're now 0-4. So there's really you're, you're really just playing for confidence at this point. So your guys don't give up. You're you're down, you're down 10 points, fourth and one. In my opinion, you take your three points there, you kick off. And yes, while your defense has not been great, you have four and a half to five minutes. You have two timeouts. In worst case scenario, you have the two-minute warning. Would you? I, I want you. Yeah, I and, want you to be objective. And you be have. Ab- you also. You know what else you have? Jared Goff. Go ahead. Okay, nope. but 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 nope. to your guys's point about they hadn't moved the ball all game, they were in the red zone like five times and couldn't capitalize. So they could yet. Yeah, did they move the ball? Yes, they did. They couldn't score in the red zone. So let's 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 be honest about that. I want you guys to give me the objective truth here. Do you believe it is a higher percentage scoring opportunity to kick a field goal from the eight or to try to force a fourth and one completion into the end zone, get a first that's down? Fourth and one because it was there. Because we saw it. Rebs, it, there, Rebs, it was that's the play call. Rebs, I'm fine. Rebs, I, I can agree with you. That's a terrible play call. If that's your fourth and one call, like – you might as well do inside zone or you try and do something in the middle. I get that, Rebs. But the idea of going for it on fourth and one at the eight with four minutes left in the fourth quarter while you're down 10, I like that idea. I don't love the play call. That doesn't mean the decision to go for it is a bad decision. Okay, but but in that in that situation, your team is not 0-10. You're 0-3 in a divisional game on the road where you're within two scores. You're not losing by 21. So in my opinion, you take your medicine, you couldn't convert, it's fourth and one, I get it. You kick your you kick your field goal. Then you kick off, you got five minutes left to get a stop, you have two timeouts, you have the two-minute warning, and in a perfect world, you get the ball back and you let the offense try to go tie the game with seven. Because in reality, as you guys said, with a backup kicker, let's say they score. Let's say they score and they're down three. Would you rather have to put yourself in a position where your kicker's got to make a 56-yarder who no one knows who this guy is yes. to try and tie the game? Yes, would I would you rather, rather do that. Really? That's the guy you want to Jared, your backup then put, kicker? Then put my eggs in the basket of Jared Goff leading me down the field and finding the end zone? To Khalif Raymond for his third touchdown of the game. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather kick. They, a but they did. Draft. They did get to the red zone. I'm just saying, dude. You you saw obviously worst case scenario. You take a lower percentage play. You don't get points, and now the game is over because you're. It's a two possession game. So so my whole thing was, you are taking a greater risk to lose the game. Versus taking a smaller risk. And if the guy misses a chip shot from the eight yard line, then I want him dead, not Rams, the coach. You know what? I, I, I come, I, you're making great points. And I, don't I think, hope I am. No, you, you are. Take, you're you not, are. you're not 0 and 10. You are in the game. Listen. Take your three points, kick off, 
be a real professional team with two timeouts and a two minute warning. You get the ball back with 154 left on the clock and you go down the field and try to score. Okay. And if you don't get it, we're singing the same song because Jared Goff stinks. You don't force it. Like we're going to try to go win the game and walk off and not go. Oh, and 16. We're going to try to get one to me. It was just an unnecessary press And your comment about how they couldn't move the ball is incorrect. They moved the ball down the field all game. They couldn't score in the red zone because they shot themselves in the foot and you saw it happen again on fourth and one from the eight, your quarterback missed a wide open guy in front of his face. He overthrew a receiver going towards the sidelines in that situation with five minutes left there's not a there's not a minute 30 left there's not a minute 30 where you go for it and you score a touchdown and you're down three and you get the onside kick and you kick a 60 yarder to win there's five minutes left take your three points be a real team and get the ball back and do what Matthew Stafford has done for you for the last 15 years and you march down the field and score yeah, and if you, you don't you, good effort you lose yes. by seven you don't lose by 10 you the lost thing, the game now, by not kicking that here's my problem with that and this is the last thing I'll say because clearly we're not just gonna we're just not gonna no agree. I know I know but, but, this, but this, my this, last point Trent you said you said verbatim in text by you kicking that field goal you're 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 prolonging your death. And I say, wrong, sir. I say, you don't kick that field goal and you don't get the fourth and one. You shoot yourself in the head in front of your own children and your brains are all over the floor with five minutes on the clock still. You killed yourself Okay, on the field. Let me say this. My last point is that if we have a spectrum here and on one end of the spectrum is playing to win and on one end of the spectrum is playing not to lose, Taking three points when you're at the eight-yard line is playing not to lose. Take Trying to take seven is playing to win. That's fair, that's but Trent, they don't win ever. To do. Play to win. They don't win ever. Refs, I get it. Play to win, man. You're at the eight-yard line. I just – and again – I, you're, you're, you are you are completely right. I, I, I fucked up in saying the Lions couldn't move the ball. They can move the ball. Do you have confidence that they're going to move the ball with 30 seconds on the clock? No, no. Finally stop the Bears. My point no. is just this. I think you have a much better chance at hitting that field goal when the pressure is off and all it is is, hey, we just got to get in field goal range. Now we got to get yeah, all and the, the way to the goal on, line. The pressure's on the second string kicker who was bagging groceries at Kroger two Dude, weeks he, ago. He nailed it against the Ravens. He, he put you in prison. I from just, where? 30? From 30 out? Rabs, I don't I, – I get what you're saying. I Trust me, I get it. Because I know we're not going to There are factually – there are factually only two options. I am on the side of the one. You're on the side of the other. Whatever. Move on. I just don't they want Dan Campbell. They should have punted. I, I do not <laughs> punt the ball. I, I do not want. Player. I just simply don't want Dan Campbell to take flack for it because no, I don't yeah. think it was the wrong decision. And if you've watched the team all year, which the three of us have, he goes for it on fourth down. He likes to do that. Now, I think the Lions percentage is like one for seven. But look, yeah, he, he's going for it, man. He's playing to win. And I just think there's something to be said about that because it's not like you're down seven. Like, yeah, you're down two scores. And I just, at some point, you're going to have to score a touchdown. And then when you're at the eight yard line and it's fourth and one, and mind you, 
the play call, Collins, we can talk about whether or not it was a great play call, but you know what? You saw it. Cephas is open. He didn't throw to him. He threw to Amaro St. Brown, who was also somewhat open, and he just missed him. That, to me, is an example of your quarterback stinks, but your co- that's not on your coach. And I, my, my gripe, my gripe is not so much with Dan Campbell because I, I hear you. I don't think it's black and white. Like they should have kicked. I'm just saying again, percentage wise, numbers wise, you have to tell me kicking a field goal from the eight is a higher percentage play as far as getting points and getting you within one score than trying to go for it on fourth and one and then trusting your offense to find the end zone from the seven-yard line in. That's all I'm saying. My point about Dan Campbell in the moment was I just had, like, I, I the rah-rah, like, I drink two, co- two giant coffees every morning thing it's starting to get old for me. Like it's not in a bailout <laughs> anymore. It's not a, already out before. It's, I but, I, but I just don't like to you guys, Collins, Collins, I need you. I need you to level with me here. We're when not. You, I, you're can't, saying, I don't do. This roster is so bad, Rabs. I can't hold anything. So you think, people. you think in five, you think in five years, Dan Campbell has this team at, no, did I ever at, say at, that? At, at 12 and 5. I don't. Rabs, did I ever? Because I, I, I don't pretty sure see I it. I came on the show, Rabs, and said, I don't, uh, like, I think you're crazy if you believe that Dan Campbell is, like, the guy guy. But it's also unfair for me to even, like, actually make a logical, like, statement or opinion like that when this roster is doo-doo butter. It's doo-doo butter. Guys, what did they we literally what? have? No one, Rabs. When you like talk about, I like it's hard to get mad at Dan Campbell and everyone this year because this is a rebuilding year. Like everyone, what are they rebuilding? Who are the young guys? Who are the young guys? You gotta step somewhere. That's not Dan Campbell. They started. They ruined this franchise. They traded the best player the franchise has ever seen. They started there. Rabs, Rabs, what do you want from them? Rabs, I don't know what we're doing. Rabs, you're not. What do you want? Breakdown. Having a mental breakdown. Oh I don't know what you want, though. We knew they were going to sub this year. I know. I know. I know. I know. Rabs, listen, we're going to have all – There was a lot of weird Lions buzz, though, like for two <sighs> weeks there in the preseason. So they might be better than what people think. And then everyone realized they literally have no one on their defense and Will Harris is still collecting paychecks. Oh, my gosh. Did you guys see Will Harris completely shit his pants in the first quarter on that that – Deep pass, whatever. He's not good. He's not good. Oh my gosh, that guy is the worst player in the NFL. Let's move on. Let's move on. Who's who's the who's uh who's worse, the Lions or the Michigan State secondary? The Lions. The Lions. What? <laughs> the Michigan State secondary stinks too. By the way, they're up twenty-one to three, and they just went prevent basically. Oh my god, I don't know. I can't. I can't do it. All right. We'll move on. We'll do the picks. Let's do the picks. I have no idea. I, I, I know I took the Lions money line. I don't remember. We're going to have to – Trent, I said this last week. You're, I'm putting you on the case. I'm delegating responsibility. You're going to have to go through all these episodes, and you're going to have to write down on a piece of paper what all the picks are. I don't have the energy to do it. I'm not fucking going back and doing it right now. I don't know what the leaderboard looks like. All I know is I told America and the Northern Midwest Territories – to take the Lions money line and it lost miserably. I'm sorry about it. I will be better next week. But beside the point, we move on to, sun- to Sunday, October 10th. 
The Lions have another divisional game on the road. They go to Minnesota and play the one and three. But they're the Vikings are one and three. They play the Vikings on the road. The Vikings are a seven and a half point favorite. The total for this game is 49. Who do the Lions have out? Siebert out, Aquara out, Flowers out, Ragnow doubtful, Decker injured reserve. Total 49, seven and a half point underdogs. Trent? Wow. Um, oh, my God. First of all, I don't know where this team's first win comes now because I was all in on that Bears game. I thought that Bears game was the first win for sure. Now it's like I'm the Vikings are a good team. That's one and three. Like, I, I really think the Vikings are good. I think even despite Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins, as, as, as crazy and asinine as this might sound, that dude was putting up MVP numbers through three weeks. So I just think with the offense they've got and the offensive weapons and, and, and Mike Zimmer trying to still figure out his defense and save his ass so he doesn't get fired. Wow, seven and a half. I think the Lions cover because they oh lose by they, they lose by seven. Lions lose by seven. Over and Lions don't cover. How about that? Okay, so so I think the Lions like over. They're due to get embarrassed one of these weeks. They haven't really necessarily got embarrassed except I think the first half of that San Francisco game. They're due to get embarrassed. This roster sucks. Oh, I didn't pick an over under. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say under Lions and under. Over. Do you guys uh what what could someone remind me of the game? Was it was it Thanksgiving when the Vikings like beat the Lions like 41 to 7 or something? No, it wasn't Thanksgiving. It was 2019. It was like week 14. Yeah. What was the score of that? Like roughly. It, it was you know, it was something like that. Yeah. It was what that was when Kirk Cousins had a Hail Mary to Kyle Rudolph to end the first half. I, I think I think you're about to watch the exact same. Like this is a this is a hungry dog runs faster. But the Vikings, like actually, like you said, Trent, they're I think they're actually decent, and they've been in every single game this year, to my knowledge. And they probably should have. They probably should be three and one. And their win was against the Seahawks. That's an impressive win. Right. So, and they're at home, and I I think that this is going to be a blowout for the ages. I'm going to take the Vikings in the points. I'm going to take the under because I think that the Vikings will hang like 38 and I could see the Lions scoring like five points. Like just, just, I, 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 I have no, I mean, I, I have nothing. I have nothing. This is to me is just like a, don't even try to talk yourself into the lions covering. It's not going to happen. The Vikings are a real competent football team and I just, it's just, just not going to end well. So that's, that's, those are my picks. I'm sorry. All right. No, I'm don't sorry apologize. to everyone. Don't apologize. This is what we do here. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how this ends up. But is that all? Are we done? Are we done with the Lions now? Do the trifecta and get me the fuck out of here. Okay. 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 All right. Try trifecta. Thanks for coming. Question number one. Have you guys looked at the forecast lately? It's going to be like, seven, <laughs> it's gonna be like 70 degrees the next 10 days. We are going to be in mid-October, and it's still going to be 70 degrees. So are you concerned about the about, about global about the warming? Weather? Is it the end of the world? Am I concerned about global warming? No, no, no. It's not a political deal. It's just, it's just. are you concerned? I think the world might be ending. Might be Armageddon. As long as October 30th is nice and chilly, that's all I care about. Dude, I'm, I'm just telling you, on October 14th, it is going to be 73 degrees and sunny in Lansing. It's, it's going to be 78 and sunny on Sunday. Yeah, see, I'm yeah, just I'm, I'm concerned. 
That's right. I, I, I hear you from the standpoint of, it seems like we had some really cold days early this year. We're having some abnormally warm days for being into October. I think water always finds its level. We will get to the point where it's that beautiful crisp, but dude, anything, anything under 80, I can, I can live with. So as I long as it too. doesn't, I guess, I guess all I'm saying is, you know, I, I drove past uncle John cider mill today. And I, oh God. Yeah. I see it to I, me. I it's like, it needs to be a little bit cooler. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It, it, I can't stop there if it's 75 degrees. I can't yeah. mentally do it. So am I concerned? I'm going to tell you that I don't, I'm not well-educated enough to make that call as to whether or not this is concerning or if this is just this to me, I just chalk it up as like, yep, that's just weather. Like that's Michigan. So that's how I chalk that up. But I'll tell you, like you said, Collins, God, I, Michigan state doesn't play another home game until that Halloween weekend against Michigan. I might have to take the entire week of work off after that weekend because well, listen to this. So a couple the group, my friends that listen to the rundown are like Purdue and Michigan guys. And I like Rob (laughs) is like, um, so I go weekend, like the Michigan tailgate and like the Michigan game. That's going to be a big thing. Like literally everyone I know basically is going to be at that game. So that's going to be anyone who's in anyone. That's going to be a buzzsaw of a weekend. And then the next weekend, I'm going to Purdue with like eight guys for the Michigan State Purdue game. I might literally need an IV like for like 10 days straight <laughs> because it's not even like the drinking aspect of it. It's like, okay, let's go to McDonald's or like it's just like this week. Like, I don't know when you, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Okay. Even, what so, are we even talking about? No, we're talking about. I, just, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> that's okay it's basically still summer is the point uh question two rabs i know you were santa claus for halloween one year you yes. ran collins in the bar two things i would like you to tell a brief version of that story because i love it and also i'm thinking about going as santa for halloween this year thoughts it's a good costume a good costume okay thanks collins well what's it called I'll, i can tell the story what's okay. it called i was I was more drunk than Rabs was clearly at Rick's and I wasn't drunk, whatever. I, I saw, this is the first time I ever saw Rabs at the bar or, or out at Michigan state. And I was like, Hey Rabs, and Rabs, I did like the joking thing. Like, who is that guy? And I am such an idiot. I like took offense to it for like, <laughs> I was like, really dude. And Rabs like, you, the next day Rabs like, you realize I was just joking. Like, Trent, it was like it was so blatantly like I was doing that thing where I like put my hand up and was like looking like oh like to my oh my god I can't believe he saw me like it was so blatantly obvious it was unbelievable yeah and Collins was like bitter he was like okay dude he like threw his arms up and was like what the hell well yeah what were your what how was your experience in the Santa costume sweaty hot just I mean. You gotta have an elf with you. I, that was a nice. Yeah, I had, yeah. he had some yeah. elves with him. I had I had a, someone that was Buddy the Elf. I actually wore that costume earlier that week too. But yeah, I mean Trent Santa, you're gonna get a lot of looks. You're gonna get a lot of people asking to take pictures with you. You're gonna get a lot of people tugging on the beard. You're gonna get a lot of people laughing. You know, saying it's a great cut. Yeah, do what you gotta do. I've I've had a pretty strong history of Halloween. See, my thing is is like Halloween and in college campuses, especially East Lansing or Michigan State, rather, 
Halloween is like a week long thing. Like you get invited to parties and like you got to go out to the bar and like, oh, yeah, like what day of the week are we going to start wearing costumes? Like, oh, it's Wednesday. I should probably wear a costume. It's like what? I'm usually a one and done type of guy. So one year I went as the Black Panther. That was a hit. People thought that was like subtle racism. But honestly, all the black people I ran into loved it. Um, But but (laughs) Santa Claus is Santa Claus is is good. You're just going to be you're going to be sweating. I mean. But yeah, whatever. Well, I mean, that's kind of what I mean. You've started. had some good costumes since we were in college. The Molly Ooh. Crew one was good. Oh, yeah. oh that was just. one was good. Molly Crew was just fun. There's nothing like walking into a house party and like screaming Motley Crew and people just want to <laughs> people just want to do shots with you. That's fun. And and everyone thinks you're in Kiss. I'm like, do you even know what Kiss looks? Yeah, like? I'm convinced. Like Trent, anyone around our age and younger like i don't think if you were to ask them to name one motley crew song they would probably say like uh back in black like that would probably be their answer <laughs> yeah, okay, See, i don't think anyone has any idea who motley crew is no that's fair it, I, it was it, we knew that too kickstart my heart right yes kickstart mm-hmm. my heart girls 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 home sweet home they got they got they got hits shout out to my buddy victor who i think has been a construction worker since freshman year of high school <laughs> yeah, that's like yeah i'm pretty sure collins was like what were you the guy from friday night lights like a coach i was coach taylor and then i was the hot dog from i think you should leave like, <laughs> no one even got it i don't just there was a hot dog if no one wants this car i guess i'll take it yeah okay i'll wrap it up and we can get the hell out of here uh michigan state football is on a roll obviously five yes. cash time. that ticket lost all the money immediately i had sorry continue trent no no, no go for it hand. go for it I had one of the worst weekends of gambling in my life. And I was probably the most confident I have ever been in the, in the, the nail in the coffin was I actually, I was in bed by like eight 45 yesterday, yesterday night. And I took one of those like Ollie, like melatonin sleeping pills just to, you know, I like to reset my sleep, whatever, And I went to bed when like the game had just kicked off the Sunday night game and I had the Patriots. I'm sorry. I had the Bucks minus six and a half. And I I remember like laying in bed thinking there's no way I wake up tomorrow and see that this game wasn't like 38 to 17 and the Bucks won by two. And I, it was just the worst. Like I, I think I won one bet yesterday and it was the Ravens team total over 22 and they scored 23 points like at the end they got a field goal and i'm pretty sure that was the only bet that i won all day and i had several plays on the board a lot of them had lions money line in there so another point of my disdain but anyway trent continue one pride um like my question was my question was just what's your favorite mel tucker cliche because there's there's tuck coming there's keep chopping there's the woodshed like what's your favorite one well, the keep chopping thing, I don't think it's like a cliche. My fa- This is another – I'm, I'm shouting out all my buddies today. Relentless is the best one. Yeah. It's, 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 I love saying that. And I love uh, 21 built strong. I love the recruiting one, like process-driven. It's like it all fall – like I love anything that has like numbers, like wordplay and numbers in it, like R2 Pat. <laughs> That is like my favorite thing in the world. Like the Dare Jeter thing yeah, that Michigan. Yeah. Do, it was like 
first of all, Derek Jeter didn't go to Michigan. I get he was committed to go there. Why are there Michigan R2 Pat shirts? Yeah. When they first got the Jordan, they everyone had those. I was like, what are these? It was, it was so stupid, but I loved it. It was, oh my God. I love that. I love all of them, Trent. I love them all. He has so many. He is so corny. I, I love know. it. It's great. <laughs> It's awesome. I love it. It is great for like, you know, like the first or second year of a coach. Cause I mean, yesterday Luke Sloan and I say that last uh, season for the Spartans was year zero for Mel Tucker. Like obviously there's no, that's a good call. There there was a season and there wasn't a season. Then it was like all D'Antonio's guys, not to mention he left you high and dry, all that stuff. Rocky Lombardi's your quarterback, whatever. So this is year one for Mel Tucker officially. So you got to have some cliches to get people to buy in. So Rabs, do you have a favorite one? The thing I would say, I, I mean, I wouldn't say relentless as a cliche. It's more of just like, I know they changed the banner under the tunnel to say relentless. Like that's just like their overarching motto. Um, I thought we're going to play, play relentless. I thought strain, like they use strain for their like off season workouts. Um, I like, you know what? I think Mel has really embodied his SD4L, like Spartan dog for life. Like and for a guy that's been here for like a year and a half. I know he was a grad assistant here, but I don't know. That's I like it all. My favorite, my favorite Mel thing is like when you just like they'll they'll run a play and then you'll just see him on the sidelines like doing the chop in his hand like that. To me, I the thing I love most about Mel Tucker is he's one of those guys and like Saban's kind of the same way to where it's like they could be winning by fifty in the fourth quarter and you like miss an assignment and you won't play for the rest of the game. Like I I, I just love how he's always into the game no matter how much time's on the clock but he does have a lot of cliches like taken out into the deep wall like that. I mean, wow, that's scary getting taken out to the deep. I mean, anyone taking it into the deep water, your the hair stands up a bit on your neck. Well, it's so great. I love it. I love every, the thing about it, it would suck. Like it would be so bad if they weren't good, but they're five and oh, so he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. yeah. He's like the, he's like whatever, like everything that we hope Dan Campbell is one day where he's like, says this obnoxious stuff and they're just like, they win. So it's like, yeah, this is what, our, this is our coach. Oh my God. Next year. Have you guys seen pictures of Mark Antonio recently? Yes. He's DH 10 years. Yeah, he looks. Thank he looks God he way, retired. He was gonna die on the sidelines. He looks way happier and like less stressed out. I would say very. I I saw a picture of him the other day. I was like, you know what? It was a good thing he retired. He might have died on the sidelines. He looks great right now. He's living his best life. Okay, <laughs> sorry, I just had to bring oh, that's that. Okay. I love Mel. Weekly shout out, Coach D. But that, that's all I got. I love Mel. Well, guys, I know this has been a long one. Uh, we'll come back with you next week. We'll have. Red Wing season preview. Finally, we're probably done on the Tigers, which is great. And we'll talk about another, another Lions game here on uh, the Motown rundown, but that's all for today's episode for Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins. I am Ryan Rabinowitz. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Motown underscore rundown. Uh, we're also on Facebook at the Mo- Facebook was down today, but it's back up. So Motown rundown page on Facebook, submit questions, comments. I guess if you have concerns, I don't know why you would, but if you do, um, suggest topics for the show. Maybe we'll talk about them. Um, you can also follow us, I believe, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the show, whatever you got to do. Make sure you be notified every time we post a, a new podcast, new episodes every single week of the show. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.